Ryan, welcome to Experience Points by University XV. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. I'm your host, Dave Ang, from Games-Based Learning by University XP. Find out more by going to universityxp.com. On today's episode, we'll answer how to debrief games-based learning. Using games for teaching and learning is the basis for games-based learning. But educators and instructors don't just play games with students or ask their students to play games. Instead, games serve as a critical and fundamental part of the curriculum for helping learners grow. That's accomplished by making sure that a proper debriefing has occurred after gameplay. But what is a debriefing, and how is debriefing used in games-based learning? This episode will provide an overview on debriefing, as well as the fundamental reasons why debriefing should be included in games-based learning. Games-based learning is a part of the experiential learning cycle. So a connection on this method of teaching and learning will be made, as well as how instructors can outline goals for debriefing. Debriefing can occur at different stages and times during gameplay, so proper timing will be discussed, as well as how a specific strategy can be pursued to help educators reach specific learning outcomes. An overview of debriefing in action used in concert with games-based learning will be provided, as well as a series of steps to follow with learners. Both the instructor and the players, or learners, take an active role in the debriefing process. These roles will be discussed and described in depth during this episode. Finally, a summary of debriefing and games-based learning will be provided, as well as actionable takeaways for you to use with your learners. So what is debriefing? Debriefing is an experience that enables your players or learners to connect activities with learning outcomes. This is often attributed and closely connected to experiential learning and how learners make sense and meaning from their educational experience. The debriefing process is one that is facilitated by an instructor through this experiential learning process. Debriefing activities can take on multiple forms and formats and through different mediums. Activities can be fun, practical, and engaging. No matter how they are implemented, they are intended to help facilitate learning, growth, and development. Debriefing can be conducted between an instructor and students or with an instructor, facilitator, or students. It often helps to have instructors and facilitators from different subject areas and areas of expertise who can help shape and moderate the debriefing process. Debriefing activities almost always include a review of the activity participants engaged with. Most often, that is some sort of experiential activity, such as games-based learning. Multiple modalities for debriefing becomes available when games are used, some of which include reviewing video recordings, audio recordings, or transcripts of the gameplay session. In addition, learners might also find other methods of reflection conducive to the debriefing process. This could include journaling about the experience and documenting their thoughts and conclusions. So what exactly makes debriefing important? It's important to review learning as a process, such as the experiential learning process, rather than just an outcome to achieve. Learning in this way is grounded in experience. That experience needs to be reconciled with learners' own preconceived notions, judgments, and conclusions. Following a structured debriefing with learners helps to achieve this understanding. This is particularly critical during games-based learning, as with other experiential-based activities. This is because certain beliefs, assumptions, and values might have been challenged or undermined during the experience. Taking time to share, discuss, and debate those changes helps facilitate deep learning from participants. Most importantly, debriefing demonstrates to participants how what they have learned is relevant and applicable to their own personal and professional needs. The same way that literature and other media can be consumed and discussed for their relevance, games can be played and discussed through a facilitated debrief. 
Such a focus on learners in the debriefing process helps them identify what exactly they have learned and how they have learned it before considering what next steps to consider in their educational journey. Though it is also important for facilitators to understand the different and unique viewpoints of each learner and how they express and analyze their own experience. The experiential learning cycle forms the heart and focus for applied games-based learning. Games-based learning is experiential learning, and as such, debriefing takes on a critical and prominent role for learners. This episode will focus on using the experiential learning cycle as a framework for debriefing. There are other ways to focus on debriefing when using games for teaching and learning. However, this episode will focus on experiential learning as a framework for debriefing learning experiences. The experiential learning cycle involves learners' concrete experiences, which usually involves gameplay in games-based learning. This is followed with reflective observation, abstract conceptualization, and finally, active experimentation. The steps are completed by the learner with debriefing occurring in tandem with the learner during the reflective observation and abstract conceptualization stages as ways for instructors to implement and lead a debriefing. These stages are often most successful for debriefing students' experiences because it serves as an inflection point for student learning. That's because students develop new knowledge through a reflection of their own learning and experiences. Sometimes this is achieved naturally and organically through players' self-reflections. However, active debriefing provides learners with a structured format for actively reflecting on the experience and conceptualizing their own learning, development, and meaning-making. This doesn't mean that debriefing alone can only happen once during the experiential learning cycle. Rather, experiential learning is a continuous cycle of experience, reflection, conceptualization, and experimentation. Games promote this process through the core loop of gameplay. Likewise, instructors and educators can replicate this through repeated and escalating debriefing sessions in which learners' experiences are challenged and debated to further the development process. This is where the importance of the debriefing exercise rests with the instructor, educator, and learner. Such active debriefing through experiential learning should help learners synergize, strengthen, and transfer learning from their experiences and resolve it with their own values, beliefs, and conclusions. The goals of debriefing in experiential and games-based learning is to emphasize new and innovative techniques inspired by teachable moments through students' gameplay. However, instructors should be careful not to lead the debriefing to make a specific point, but rather to emphasize and reinforce active reflection by students in order to make sure that learning is occurring and routinely built upon. Therefore, one of the goals of debriefing should be to help learners hypothesize about future events, specifically how their active experimentation through gameplay might yield the same, similar, or completely different results. This ensures that players are making a conscious effort to examine their own play and reasons for play and how those decisions affect the eventual outcome. This connection is important for learners to tie their own actions to their previous experiences and how expected and actual results compare against one another. Ultimately, the goal of debriefing is to compare the expectations against the actual results and forming conclusions based on those outcomes. This is most applicable in games-based learning because the game or simulation serves as an analog or framework for representing a real-world problem or a hypothetical situation. Such games provide a framework for students to actively experiment within this framework and to discover, or fail to discover, the results of their actions. So when does debriefing occur? Debriefing is a critical activity for games-based learning and experiential learning. 
Really, debriefing can be used to augment or supplement any educational moment. It can happen at multiple points during any sort of structured activity or any kind of teachable moment during everyday life. When used with experiential learning, debriefing usually takes place during the end of an activity or experience. However, there are some conflicting opinions on the timing factor when applied to games-based learning. Some educators debrief the activity after the game has been completed, whereas others include in-game debriefings as part of the experience. Debriefing and games-based learning can happen at both the middle or the end of an activity. What is important to know is that learners' experiences should be considered for the best possible outcomes. This means that debriefings should complement the learning rather than take away from it. That is to say that if learners are engaging with the activity and the game, and they are gaining from that activity and enjoying that activity, then the debriefing can wait until after the gameplay is over. Conversely, students who feel stuck, frustrated, or aggravated with gameplay could benefit by debriefing now and examining their circumstances rather than continue to push forward. These mid-game debriefings are good for approaching the foundations and reasons for flawed reasoning or misconceptions that could be hindering learners' basic understanding of the game or activity. No matter when the debriefing occurs, it's important to take learners' positions in the experiential learning cycle in stride. This means that the most effective debriefing sessions are often followed with opportunities for learners to reflect on their own gameplay experiences and or implement new conclusions or approaches to achieving a specific goal or outcome. Debriefing is most frequently led by the instructor or educator. At a basic level, they must have a thorough understanding of the game, activity, and expected outcomes from participation. In addition, they should also take note of how learning outcomes were achieved and or not achieved over the course of the activity and specific points of gameplay to be referenced in the post-game debrief. This debriefing strategy can also take place in a structured co-instructor approach where facilitators pre-plan and prepare different aspects of the debriefing process to discuss and reference. Most commonly, this could include challenging moments in the gameplay or activity that were overcome or not overcome by the learners. Such moments often form the most tangible memories of gameplay through games-based learning. Instructors, educators, and facilitators must also take steps to frame the moments of learning in the game as metaphors or applications of learning outside of the game. Sometimes these connections are evident, such as games about climate change, that include how individuals might address and affect public policy changes, whereas other games might include more abstract gameplay. In the latter circumstances, instructors should carefully structure their debriefing strategy to include applications of relevant scenarios inside the game to situations that learners might experience outside the game. It is often the case that debriefing might not be entirely conclusive or decisive. There might be a sense of ambiguity in learners' outcomes, experiences, or observations. Those outcomes are fine to have. What should instead be prioritized in the process is how the educator and the learner can work with the content or gameplay to find conclusions and applications from experiences that help fulfill learners' needs. Overall, the use and application of debriefing can have significant effects on learners. This is more the case with adult learning and corporate learning and development. This is because these situations lend connection and often prioritize applications of learning to practical situations. Therefore, educators and instructors should approach debriefing with learners following a structured model for how they interact and review the experience with those learners. 
That involves a three-step model, including at least three questions. What, meaning what exactly happened and what was the experience. So what, meaning why is what happened significant or important. And now what, meaning given what learners have experienced, what are their next steps? The first question involves the learners making sense of their experience and reviewing how it may be consistent or similar to the experiences of other learners. This also helps them examine the experience from multiple perspectives, which aids them in comparing information gained from the experience to their prior knowledge. The second question prioritizes how learners find connections and meaning from the experience while determining the significance of the activity. Why does it matter what they've done? Why is this something that they've done? What connection does this activity have with their own personal or professional experiences? Finally, the third and last question addresses an action or orientation because of their experience. This question directly leads into the next stage of the experiential learning cycle, where active experimentation takes precedence and is informed by what learners will do now after learning what they've learned. Given the fluid nature of experiential learning, Debriefing can take place at multiple different times and for multiple different reasons. This can happen at the end of a structured activity, through games-based learning, or if learners and players are feeling frustrated from their lack of progress throughout a game or activity. In either case, it's up to the instructor to determine when, if, and how deeply they should engage with a debriefing with learners to help them towards their next steps. Asking learners what, so what, and now what may make for a simple formula to follow in a debriefing. But debriefing is more than a series of questions for facilitators to ask. Rather, educators should also take time to prime and prepare learners for the debriefing and what that may entail and expect from them. Instructors should explain their role as facilitators in the debriefing process rather than leaders in the discussion. This is to help frame learners' expectations that the debriefing is an extension of the activity and as much a part of the learning as the activity itself. Learners should come prepared to discuss what happened in the activity and any summaries or conclusions that they can draw from it given their experiences. Sharing is where instructors can also indicate the process through which experiences are communicated. These include a shared ethical duty for facilitators and learners alike to set the expectations for private and privileged conversations between and amongst learners. By doing so, they ensure that the environment is a safe one to share takeaways and insights from learners that may be influenced by unique backgrounds and circumstances. With these expectations shared, facilitators can also add on additional follow-up questions for learners that tie directly back to learning outcomes for the activity or course. Questions asked of participants can directly relate back to what learners should get or achieve as a result of partaking in this exercise. This is particularly evident for the debriefing question, now what? Because it asks learners to create some sort of action plan given what they know about their experience, their reflection, and the reflections of their fellow learners. Facilitators should note these actions from learners and summarize them in addition to main learning outcomes as an incorporated path towards future learner development. The instructor, educator, or facilitator plays an important role in the debriefing process. Specifically, this is to ensure that the process proceeds smoothly and in a productive manner to help learners and the group overall. In order to accomplish this, individual instructors need to learn and apply different skills in order to best lead a debriefing session. Familiarity and experience applying the experiential learning cycle to teaching and instruction is helpful. 
but not always necessary for instructors to successfully use debriefing in games-based learning. Often this helps because instructors can interpret and apply reflection questions based on the different stages that learners may be in during the experiential learning cycle. Knowing these stages combined with taking an unattached, non-biased, and non-judgmental approach is critical to help learners share their most cogent experiences with one another. Taking these positions also helps instructors communicate objective summaries of learners' experiences based on their own reflections and actions taken within the game. Any connections made and due to the learning content is facilitated by the instructor using applicable and incisive questions. Such killer questions get to the heart of the matter and tie the actions and gameplay of the game to learners' individual experiences and expected learning outcomes. Often, experiences and reflections alone aren't the main drivers of student learning. Rather, the well-placed, timed, and phrased question can open learners' imaginations to how they might apply their learning outside of the classroom. All of this considers instructors need to balance a naturally stimulating and progressive conversation with the reflections of individual learners. Without this, balanced reflection and debriefing could stall and key educational points missed. This is also why it's important that instructors interpret the reflections of learners and adapt their questions on the fly in a way that addresses their competencies in real time. Such flexibility allows learners to reach a high level of skill and demonstration of efficacy through games-based learning. Ultimately, this means that instructors should start by setting and emphasizing the tone and expectations for the debriefing session. This is done by restating learning outcomes, encouraging open discussion, and moderating a non-judgmental discussion. This occurs in conjunction to speaking with learners rather than at them in a conversational rather than didactic approach. At the end, the instructor will be able to help learners reach specific outcomes through the use of directed questions, reflecting queries back to students while also referencing key parts of gameplay and the activity. Debriefing for learners and players can be a trying and challenging experience. Some learners may find the experience fascinating and enlightening. Others might find it a burden. Either way, it's important to take the player experience into account when implementing their debriefing process for their ultimate benefit. Instructors play a key role here in understanding their players' preferences and motivations for playing and learning. Knowing both helps to apply debriefing in the most effective and positive way possible. Ultimately, the greatest buy-in from learners is when they can find relevance in their learning. Relevance is found when clear connections can be made between gameplay, content, subject mastery, learning outcomes, and ultimate applications to areas outside of the game and the classroom. Such real-world applications form the basis for most vocational and professional development-focused learning, so it should not be ignored or taken lightly. Games-based learning and experiential learning work hand-in-hand with one another. Debriefing is an important part of learning in general. It's an even more critical component of experiential learning. Since games-based learning is also experiential learning, this means that debriefing also plays a critical role in helping learners achieve their outcomes. Debriefing and games-based learning helps learners connect activities and insights gained through gameplay and through interactions with each other to applications of their learning outside of the classroom. In addition, games-based learning also helps learners take greater risk and try new approaches through active experimentation in the experiential learning cycle. Results of this experimentation can be further shaped and refined through successful debriefing activities.
Games-based learning also serves as a visceral experience for learners as it is something that is interactive and engaging over didactic or passive content. However, since learners get to also shape their own experience through games-based learning, it is also important that instructors and educators help refine their conclusions through active debriefing. While it is most popular and easiest to engage in live conversation and dialogue with other learners and their instructor, debriefing in games-based learning can take on other mediums and formats. This can include written reflections by learners after the activity or post-test questionnaires, which ask learners how the experience will affect or influence their future behaviors. Lastly, debriefing can and should take place at the conclusion of any game used for games-based learning. However, serious games and games that are created from the ground up for an application, usually education, outside of entertainment. Serious games can take the structure of debriefing into account by providing opportunities for learners and players to reflect on their experiences and work with their peers and instructors for applications of their learning outside of the classroom context. This episode covered and defined debriefing in teaching, learning, training, education, and games-based learning. It covered reasons why instructors and students should debrief as part of a learning process. Debriefing's role in the experiential learning cycle was covered in addition to the goals that instructors should set for debriefings. Specific times when debriefing can and should occur were covered as well as a strategy that instructors, educators, and facilitators should follow to lead an effective debriefing session. A sample debrief overview and action was provided as well as step-by-step questions that should be included in debriefings by facilitators. These often include the standard three questions, what, so what, and now what. Steps to follow in the debriefing process were shared in addition to the specific role that the instructor and the learners play in the debriefing process. Finally, this episode ended with how debriefing is influenced and influences applications of games-based learning. I hope you found this episode useful. If you'd like to learn more, then a great place to start is with my free course on gamification. You can sign up for it at universityxb.com slash gamification. You can also get a full transcript of this episode, including links to references in the description or show notes. Thanks for joining me. Again, I'm your host, Dave Ang from Gamespace Learning by University XP. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. If you like this episode, please consider commenting, sharing, and subscribing. Subscribing is absolutely free and ensures that you'll get the next episode of Experience Points delivered directly to you. I'd also love it if you took some time to rate the show. I live to lift others with learning, so if you found this episode useful, consider sharing it with someone who could also benefit. Also, make sure to visit University XP online at universityxp.com. University XP is also on Twitter at university underscore XP and on Facebook and LinkedIn as University XP. Also, feel free to email me anytime. My email address is dave at universityxp.com. Game on.